where he talks about the Aryans or Arabic or Judaic people, non-nomadic non, uh, non people. Egyptians were very weary of and mistrustful of nomadic people and uh, the Jews of the Aryans and the Arabic were nomadic people. Uh, once they, 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 they uh, when they went to Egypt, the pharaohs changed from blue-black to light, to, light, to lighter brown, from lighter brown to, to, light, to light bright. And uh, in modern history, the only premier well, uh, Sadat was the, the first black president or premier, or you could say pharaoh, uh, of, of Egypt who was killed by Mubarak's people. Uh, and Mubarak stayed there for 30 years. Okay. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Windsor Johnston. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is calling the situation in the decimated city of Mariupol inhuman and is promising to rebuild the nation. Moscow is urging the last Ukrainian forces defending the region to surrender. The warning comes as Russian forces intensify their offensive in eastern Ukraine. NPR's Brian Mann reports heavy shelling is also continuing in parts of the south, including the city of Mikolaev. In this port city on the Black Sea, air raid sirens sound constantly as Russian artillery rumbles in the distance. Helena Vodopianov stood with her baby boy in her arms. Her home has been heavily damaged by shelling. I'm very worried for us and for our child, Helena said. The city's water system has failed and shells fall every day. We asked Helena's husband, Grigori, why they stay. We have no place to go and no money, he told us. There are more than 10 million displaced persons in Ukraine, but a lot of people living close to the war feel trapped as the Russians prepare their next major assault. Brian Mann, NPR News, southeastern Ukraine. The United States is preparing to produce more oil and gas gasoline prices continue to surge. As NPR's Brittany Cronin reports the move could eventually help bring down prices at the pump. Oil prices have surged since Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and that's an incentive for U.S. oil companies to drill more. Drilling permits for new wells in the Permian Basin hit an all-time high in March, according to Rystad Energy. The Permian stretches from Texas to New Mexico, and it's a major production area for the U.S. Typically, about 400 to 500 permits are approved each month, but in March, a whopping 904 permits were awarded. Not every permit will necessarily be drilled, but it is a clear sign of interest by the oil companies. Meanwhile, the number of active U.S. oil and gas rigs has gone up for the fourth week in a row, according to data from oil field service company Baker Hughes. Brittany Cronin, NPR News. Authorities are lifting evacuation orders in parts of southern New Mexico where a wildfire has been burning for nearly a week. The blaze has destroyed more than 200 homes and scorched more than 6,000 acres since Tuesday. Resident Gary Goss says the wildfire has gutted his family's home. We've been running this hard marathon, you know, for 15 years. And then when we finally get to the end, it's the starting line, you know. Nearly 5,000 people were placed under evacuation orders. The wildfire started in the village of Riadoso and quickly spread by strong winds. Emergency crews are working to put out hot spots and clear lines along the fire's perimeter to contain it. This is NPR News. Authorities have arrested a suspect in connection with a shooting at a shopping mall in South Carolina on Saturday that left 14 people injured. Police in Columbia say the 22-year-old man is expected to be charged with unlawful carrying of a pistol. The suspect was one of three people initially detained. Britain's most senior religious leader says a new government plan to send individual asylum seekers to Rwanda is the opposite of the nature of God. Dylan Marks reports from London. In an Easter Sunday sermon, the Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, joined a chorus of criticism for the $150 million program that will process and potentially resettle refugees in East Africa rather than Britain. Welby said the idea announced last week was, quote, subcontracting Britain's responsibilities, would notwithstand God's judgment and raised, quote, serious ethical questions. 
His rare intervention followed a UN statement that said the proposals breached international law, alongside accusations of cruelty from advocacy groups and opposition politicians. The UK's Interior Ministry defended the programme, saying change was necessary to disrupt human trafficking networks after the past two years saw thousands of migrants arrive in small boats from France. For NPR News, I'm Willem Marks. South Africa is preparing for more floods after heavy rainfall along the country's east coast today. Thousands of residents are homeless after floods in recent days. Nearly 400 people have been killed. In the coastal city of Durban, homes and businesses have lost power and water services, disrupting operations at one of Africa's busiest ports. This is NPR News in Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include the Kauffman Foundation, working together with communities to break down barriers and prepare all people for success in their jobs and careers as employees or entrepreneurs. More online at Kauffman.org. On Saturday, April 30th, WMNF is going purple when doves cry. The WMNF special tribute to the one and only Prince. Why do we scream at each other? This is what it sounds like when doves cry. Starring the evening committee, Jeremy Gloff, Rojoma, Siobhan Philidor, and WMNF's own Scott Elliott with Talk to Mark and DJ Senflow. Plus, special Prince lookalike contest. The party takes place Saturday, April 30th, 8 p.m. at New World Brewery, now at the corner of Bush and Nebraska. Tickets are $20 in advance, $25 at the door. Go to WMNF.org for more info about the show and our COVID-19 protocols. This is Pamela Robinson with the WMNF Public Service Announcement. EcoFest 2022 is an event organized by Learning Gate Community School, the City of Tampa, and Mosey. It's a celebration of businesses, organizations, and individuals in the Tampa Bay area dedicated to sustainability and ecology. The 12th annual EcoFest is Saturday, April 23rd at Mosey in Tampa. The event is outdoors and open to the public from 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. More info at learninggate.org backslash EcoFest. This is DT with a WMNF public service announcement. The University Area CDC presents the 2022 Uptown Music Festival, a jazz and art experience on Saturday, May 14th from 4 to 10 p.m. at the University Area Community Park. For event lineup and ticket information, visit UptownMusicFestival.com. Event to be held, rain or shine. And right now you're tuned to the Sunday Forum with Walter L. Smith in the Fourth State here on WMNF Radio 88.5 FM in Tampa taking your telephone calls. We're talking about crisis of low-income housing right here in the Tampa Bay area, the need for affordable housing, and the need to organize against dizzy ravages. So call us 813-239-9663 or write us at dj at wmnf.org. Following it's an editorial statement from the Nathan B. Stubblefield Foundation Board of Directors. WMNF condemns the indefensible war on Ukraine and calls for an expedient, diplomatic, and peaceful resolution to this conflict. We stand with the free people of Ukraine, the war protesters in Russia, and the millions of innocent people impacted in the region. We urge our listeners to support international organizations working to stop further human and environmental devastation. Visit WMNF.org for information on how to help. And there are human rights crises, humanitarian crises all over. Also, in, in addition to Ukraine, there's a crisis in Ethiopia. There's a crisis in the Congo. 
And there's also a crisis right here in Florida. We're talking about it. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. Walter? All right, all right, all right. The head of the state, my man, my beard. What's up, man? Hey, listen, uh, we are here on the, on the Sunday Forum. Happy Easter to everybody out there. It is 10 minutes, 10 minutes after the hour of 9 a.m. right here on WMNF 88.5 Tampa, Sarasota, and St. Pete. The Sunday Forum is glad to have Miss Alicia Oates. Have we found Alicia on the line yet? Are you there? Have we found you? Yes, you have. We found you, Alicia. (laughs) Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Okay. So we have, as Mobili said, folks, it's important to understand we are not in a bubble, right? Uh, We are part of the world family, the global family. And understand, whatever you see happening in other countries is happening in your community, and you don't even know it. We don't even recognize it. We have to be able to recognize the signs. I mean, these are human. I said before, and I'll say it again. We're talking about Silver Oaks right now, but there are other places where this has happened. It's not yeah. like this has not happened other places. I think that's the most important thing I want to get out there as well is that this is happening in other places around Tampa, around in your city, in your state, wherever you are right now. You're having this issue. You see this. There are four other Cambridge-owned apartments that are having an issue. The same issues. I have pictures Four that have been sent to me from from other mothers in Jackson Heights, Columbus Court. It's sad. Columbus Court. They just did a they just did a facelift at Columbus Court. Yeah. Nah. They, we I mean we can we can paint all the time. <laughs> right? I, mean, I think painting is one of the cheap the best thing they've been doing. I they paint we're gonna paint over everything. We're gonna paint <laughs> you know, make Grace it look nice, me. put up a gate and They'll put some security in front of it and say, we, we're doing our part. But are you really? Yeah. And it's just, it's a, like you said, a facelift. Okay. <laughs> so, so, okay, so, wow, man, wow, wow. Okay, so let me just say this in big announcement. Okay, so Friday, Friday is the, is the People Power Environmental Justice, the People Power Environmental Justice and Energy Symposium, part two. The People Power Environmental Justice and Energy Symposium Part 2 will be taking place at 1240 Ray Charles Boulevard. 1240 Ray Charles Boulevard from 9 to 3. 9 to 3. That's a Friday. 9 to 3. Folks, please, you need to come out there. If you can if you can send representatives out there, send them. If there's somebody in your community, somebody in the community can be there. Somebody needs to get there. Really, because we're going to be talking about, Mobili and I are going to be there. We're going to be talking about how to organize, how to make policy, how to create these groups that can stop this thing from happening. Mm-hmm. Only we can stop it. They're not going to stop doing this to us. No. No. Yeah. I was able to connect with three young ladies from Facebook who, who happened to see some of the videos that I was posting um, who have been helping me through this process. I mean, three amazing ladies. Um, and just to have the support for the parents and the calls that they take at 9, 10 o'clock at night from parents to, you know, to encourage them to keep going, um, to connect them with resources has been amazing. Wow. That's excellent. But it, but it, it says, go back to the officials. Why are these three women doing more than what our elected officials can do. Um, like I say, no, our local, they can't change the way, the laws of how they govern. If there are more than four apartments, you have to call these the, D, the DBPR. But they can put things in place, some resources in place for those families. You know, the county, you know, they could put some funds over there. Hey, we're going to help families do something. They can put some they can put some resources over there and that hasn't happened. Right. It's obvious that those kids over there that attend James Elementary School, um, one of the seven schools in Hillsborough County, the kids need tutoring. The kids need help. It's obvious that those parents need help. So where are the resources? They can do it. Right. Another byproduct. Another byproduct of, of the disaster. Right? Another byproduct of the disaster. One of the questions that we asked when we, when when um, when I was formulating um, uh, narratives, 
right? I would go out to the community and formulate narratives and create these narratives, uh, uh, not formulate narratives, excuse me, uh, collect narratives from people, right? As we're collecting narratives, remember that, Remember when COVID hit, Billy, and we were doing the, we, we couldn't go on the radio, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, we weren't allowed to come into the station. So what we did was we created a broadcast uh, on StreamYard and we broadcasted live from my backyard. And then we coordinated so that we could get the information out there for people to understand that this is a disaster. And one of the byproducts of a disaster is the access that you, or lack of access that happens in frontline communities. In frontline communities, uh, which is the communities where you get hit the worst, right? What happens is there is a lack of access to education access to food, mm-hmm. access to wireless. Uh, uh, because remember remember what happened, Alicia? Uh, we've discovered that the cable company's power output for wireless access to black communities was right. less than it was to the white community. Mm-hmm. That's what we discovered. And we had, we had people on air on our show that actually gave us a resource that they had created in order to help our community to gain that access for our kids to be able to keep up with their schoolwork during the times that they could not attend school. So, you know, so you have lack of access to food. You have lack of access to wireless wireless um, uh, power in order to do your schoolwork. I mean, you know, we've got... We've got to be able to to create that grid, that hub for food, energy, and so forth, so that we're not having to depend on government for mm-hmm. everything. Right. Right? Um, but we have these institutions that, for some reason, this seems to be falling on deaf ears. Am I, I mean, am I, I'm not, am I the only person who sees that? No, no, no. Institutions no. within our community that this seems to be falling on deaf ears. They see it. They've certainly heard about it. And I, I just fail to understand how it is that there's been no action. Yeah. And Walter, even with, you know, we talk about the elected officials not doing that part. But I, I, I get upset because I don't even see the sororities or the fraternities are you know, these other organizations out here showing up. But in their mission, they said they advocate for for kids. They advocate for black women. But where are you? How are you? You're not advocating for them when they need you. Like, what does, I wonder, what does that look like when you put it in your mission when you're not doing the work? So I, I, I'm really upset that I don't even see the fraternities or the sororities or these other, other organizations standing up saying, hey, this is not okay. Even the churches. Like, where are the pastors? I'm blown. It seems like in this particular moment in time, it's it's politically incorrect to help the poor. Mm -hmm. You can't even think about doing it or talk about it. That's why Republicans and elected officials are afraid to do it because they they might lose in a primary against, you know, when their base voters hate them for helping, especially for helping... Poor black people. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. I, I, I can't. Okay, let's go. To, let's go to the call. Cause we, yeah, let's go to the call. Cause somebody might actually say something that I'm about to say. Right? <laughs> and Alicia, you can still hear the calls. Go ahead, caller. Go ahead, caller. Okay, next caller. Next caller. Go ahead, caller. caller. You're on WMNF. Hello. Hello. Uh, I'm Lakeland. They've made, they've, they've done some uh, on on uh, on Pine on Lime Street. They've created housing. There's housing, affordable housing, on uh, on uh, Iowa and Lime. There's affordable housing on uh, a little up on on Tennessee. There's I don't know if that's affordable. For, for, for the homeless. They're still homeless here in Lakeland. Mm-hmm. They're still homeless here in Lakeland. Down further, uh, further down Line Street, going towards uh, U.S. Uh, 
98 South, there's housing too. I, uh, there are a lot of students around, and, and from Florida Southern too. Florida Southern has a lot of well, Florida well, Florida Southern takes care of its own, but uh, they've done wonders. The, the thing they, they didn't do is they didn't adopt the program that they had, had been presented to them in uh, in the beginning of the uh, Mutz administration. Uh, uh, some people from Texas came up and said had had uh, how to deal with the homeless situation. They had social workers, doctors, lawyers, uh, nurses, and uh, counselors for alcohol Alcoholics Anonymous and substance abuse counselors, and had housing. And you had to submit. You had to be willing to submit yourself to. Uh, to go into alcohol, alcohol anonymous uh, meetings and you know, substance abuse meetings, and, and not become not not and, and get away from drugs. They didn't adopt it. They didn't adopt it. You say they didn't adopt it in Lakeland. I mean, they've done some wonders, but they're still homeless here. Yeah, that's that's an ongoing issue. I, I appreciate now, now that information we can appreciate because that is a relevant issue that still is prevalent in our community with regard to having to deal with these, uh, um, how are we call them these issues. What about the issues? The, these are the the negatives. I think, or, or Alicia, are you seeing that as being an issue as well in some right. situations? Yeah, yeah, we have a, we definitely have a, a high homeless population in here in Tampa. Yeah. Um, and for them to, the affordable housing thing that I, I'm concerned with is, like several Oaks, if there's more than four apartments, nothing the city or the county can do to the owners to make them fix something. So there has to be something put in place when they are building these affordable housing when there's over four, that we will be able to hold the, the landlord, the management company, the owners responsible for keeping the upkeep of those properties. Because that's what we found out now with Civil Oak. With it being over four units, the city can only do the outside. Code enforcement can only make them fix the outside. Now we have to call the DBPR, um, and we have parents that have to go, they have to actually themselves go online and file a complaint, which is which is crazy to me because if we go to the restaurant, we don't have to call DVPR to file a complaint. They don't come and do inspection and shut it down if it's not under code. So why are we holding parents accountable or residents in these housing complexes accountable for filing a complaint to right. risk retaliation from the, the <laughs> landlord, the owners? So it, it, the whole system... It's messed up. It's screwed. Um, until that is fixed, all the affordable housing, it's, it's just it's very interesting to me because we're going to have more of these situations and no one's going to be able to help the parents, but they're going to say, well, we gave them affordable housing, but you didn't give them anything else with it. So it's very interesting. Very, very, the politics right. part of it is very interesting. And, and, this, and this should not be a political issue. No, this should not, not be a political issue. And I think that the the... Mobili, one of the things that we need to make sure happens is the Department of Health is called out to be able to to um, get involved in this whole thing. I think uh, they can help in the process. Would you Would you think that's be that would be the case? Mm-hmm. Should we, be anyway. We called everyone. I have. I'm sure um, the emails and the phone calls are crazy, but it's just like now. What's What's the next? Yeah, because yeah. we continue to call. We have people sending emails, but no one has a clear answer on who should be held accountable to fix the issue so those families don't have to live in that situation. Okay. This has yeah. been going on for, like, in a, out in the public for two weeks, but this, like we say, it's been going on for, for years. So who is actually going to hold that owner accountable for not painting over the mold actually fixing the issue because you have mold in the walls and all they do is patch up the wall but the mold is still in the wall it still is growing 
in the right. wall. So the source of the mold has not been resolved. Yeah, no. And yeah, who stated that her ceiling fell in and broke her ankle while she was laying in her bed. What? That is a problem. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, what? Right. Her ceiling fell in. And broke her ankle while she was laying in the bed? And she has been terrified ever since to go back in the room. Because the ceiling has not been fixed. You see that? How long ago did this happen? Um, maybe six months ago. Oh, no, man. Come on. Are you serious? So she's living with the, with the ceiling that's caved in? Yeah. yeah, talk about human rights violations. That's, that's, that's a serious human rights violation. The standard serious? of living that uh, people are, are forced to live in. Now, it's got to be a solution going forward beyond, you know, trying to get these people, put them on blast, yeah, but what do they do? They either come and paper over the problem or they begin to investigate the people who are already having problems. So it's definitely retaliation. And that's why a lot of the, the moms, they say, well, they want the code of force. Oh, they have to call themselves. Or they have to fill out these forms. They're right. afraid. Make them jump through hoops to do <laughs> the job that the bureaucrat was supposed to do. But what about the idea of home ownership going forward? Because, you know, we're talking about women with children. We're talking about, you know, a mayor who has a program that says we're going to help people get education. We have the Housing and Education Alliance who right. are offering people home ownership education. And supposedly there is supposed to be uh, aid to get poor people into these homes beyond just Habitat for Humanity where you put in your own sweat equity. This is the Housing and Education Alliance where you go and sit in classes now I think you can do a Zoom class and you get a home once you get this education. And are people sharing this kind of information with Yes, we are sharing. Um and so most of the, a lot of those parents, unfortunately, we have to go back to the basics. We have to go back to um teaching those parents some of the things how how to read. Like there's a couple of ladies unfortunately can't can't do a job application by themselves. They have someone else fill them out for them. So we have mm-hmm. some parents who really need to go, to go back to the basics, mm-hmm. and and we have to start from there. We have to start, you yeah. know, um, having. I used to do GED classes over there in a the park with some of the parents, and it was called a gathering. So security stopped us from doing that. Wow. Um, so, oh, but we have to go back to the basics. A lot of them don't have their GEDs, their high school diploma. A lot of them, you know, can't read or barely can read. So we definitely have to start from the basic and then move forward. I don't think everybody heard what you just said. It was called a gathering. Mm-hmm. And so they stopped it? Right, right. Which is supposed to be your constitutional right. There's a right to assembly. Oh, my God. I, um, we Frame break, we used to do hot meal and a book. We'll give a child a hot meal and give them a book. And we had volunteers come out to read with the kids and it was it, some a lot of that stuff had to stop because it was considered a gathering, and security won't uh, the office won't. I, I'm not even going to blame security because they were only doing their jobs at that time. So. But still, <laughs> okay, I, I feel you on that. But That's let's ridiculous. see if we got some more calls. A lot let's of people are trying to talk let's, to let's you. Let's call. Let's get, okay, here we go. Call it. Welcome to the Sunday Forum. Uh, good morning. This is Chris Steiner, Clearwater. The health department doesn't conduct mold inspections, unfortunately, and it costs about $500 to get an assessment from a private company. So I know a lot of folks can't afford that, but the health department should uh, go back to offering them like they used to uh, years ago. Um, And you can invite in a a health department inspector uh, to your apartment um, if they don't want to come or if they don't want to look in the areas like has happened to me. I think uh, they were paid off by the landlord. <laughs> they, they decided to. They asked me if they were being recorded. Well, yes, you can record them with the under the Florida Sunshine Law. Uh, but if they don't want to come, um, then uh, you can file uh, for a writ of mandamus. I know this is very difficult for folks, but it sounds like um, you have a lot of people, a lot of uh, injured parties that 
that uh, if they come together, it makes the process easier to learn these options. And I know, you know, Bay Area Legal Services, Walter, you have someone posted on your Facebook page, uh, reference to them, right. and um, they can help. But uh, there's, these are some options that um, I've learned on my own. Um, I did have a bad landlord uh, in 2007. I didn't know that there was mold growing under the bathroom cabinet when I moved in, and, and I started to suffer these terrible symptoms. Uh, fortunately, I went to an uh, alternative doctor, got intravenous nutritional infusions. Uh, after hmm. the second one, I was about 90% recovered, but I got a total of a dozen of them to fully recover. That's Dr. Carlos Garcia in Clearwater, uh, people might want to get an ionizer, air ionizer, to uh, ionize the oxygen and turn it into ozone, kill mold. But I know that's just a, a mitigation that doesn't solve the problem. Right, um, right. You know, when people move into an apartment, they should, uh, before they move in, uh, before they even become a tenant, they should read the, their rights and responsibilities, Florida Statute, Chapter 83, and... Um, and know that uh, you know they can give 20 days notice to the landlord before the rent is due. 20 days written notice uh, to that they're going to withhold rent. Uh, notice withholding rent. Uh, notice of intent to hold rent for failure of landlord to maintain premises. Unless, there's of course, a... once you do that, the landlords are indignant. They act as if, "How dare you?" You know that's the only way, though, the tenant can preserve their funds and their reputation is to get away, you know, to terminate the lease, but the landlord nevertheless usually will file uh, an eviction. And, and um, I'll file, I'll, uh, I'll post on your uh, Facebook page, Walter, these cases in Florida here where, uh, contrary to the Florida statute in Chapter 83 that says that once an eviction is filed, the tenant has to file the, um, the rent that's due with the clerk of the court, uh, contrary to that, there are these cases that say that you have to have a deposit hearing first beforehand, so that can string it out, and then the landlord will note that they will probably need to hire an attorney, and it's not going to be worth their while to do these things, and and uh, you know make it easier for folks in the future to do a background check we'll see uh, the, we'll on, we'll see. on the landlord before they move in. Yeah, but we'll see now. Hold hold a second, Chris, and thank you very much for that information. Now, keep in mind. Let's 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 talk about that just for a moment, Alicia. Yes, sir. Okay, so we have we have an N double A C P. There's a legal. There is a lawyer, and there are lawyers that are part of the N double A C P. Can we please get them involved in this process? Uh, is that is that? I mean. Has that I, been? I personally not have not seen anything the NAACP um, of it has done, um, and and I say that even with the shootings going on in the area, I would I thought they would be more out and having more to say, um, especially as the parents who have lost their kids. Um, that has not happened, so. Um, the NAACP, which has a new office that is five minutes from Silver Oak, um, has not said anything. Um, we did, but we did have um, Ms. Connie Burton, um, who who was from um, Silver Oak, who has had family living in Silver Oak. Um, I've been knowing her all my life, um, and she has been helping the residents. Um, so I don't know if they're using Ms. Connie Burton since she's a member of the NAACP to be the voice, but the president has not said anything. Okay. All right. So let me just urge NAACP, publicly urge NAACP to please respond to this. Please do something about this. Especially with your legal defense. Please. <laughs> oh, my God, Please. A, a, a doggone ceiling fell in on the lady while she's laying in the bed. Yeah. And the thing is still not fixed after six months? Mm-hmm. Okay. Next next caller. Next caller. Next caller. Okay. Caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Go ahead. Caller? Caller? Okay. Caller, you're on the Hello. Sunday Forum. Hello? Hello? Yes, go ahead. Yes, uh... 
Alfredo, in Alfredo, I'm sorry. Alfredo, I'm sorry. We 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 gotta have some other some other voices that we hear. Okay. Go ahead, call. We appreciate it. you, brother. You're on the Sunday yeah. forum. Yeah, yeah. Let me get a break in here for a minute. Okay. Yeah, what's up, man? Ron. Ron, Ron, what's up? It's Ron. Oh, Ron, what's up, man? Y'all got it, man. You know what it is. It is what it is. But some of that stuff, I, the callers, they don't take into consideration that a lot of the suggestions and stuff they uh, suggest a, a, a non-effect when it comes to minorities in certain uh, uh, situations in specific and diverse places. For instance, uh, the housing thing has been a phenomenon. I mean, the murder been there since I was a kid in East Tampa. Death raid, all that. So, uh, whew. I'm out of breath thinking about how bad people mis misconceive all this. Uh, the, the the jobs of the people, the agencies are fiduciary in most aspects. So when we go through them channels, it's already been fixed and set in stone how it's going to react. You got the insurance companies that cover all these big places, right? So the lady that got hurt, that's that's a negligence claim right there. Just take some photographs, take the roof. You already let them know they ain't did nothing. They ain't fixed your leg. They ain't do nothing. They liable. Point blank. Because we can't read, because we don't understand, we being used and manipulated all the time. So, you know, like I said, they call in and say, you could do this, you could do that. I've tried that. If, you, if you're a minority or something, you go into court, they don't respect you like that. They ain't looking at the statute for you. They ain't doing nothing for you unless you come correct. And then when you come correct, you usually might have to appeal, 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 just to right. do what's proper. What's right. proper. See, what's proper? You speaking proper to me? Or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I think that uh, one of the solutions would be that we have our own properties and our own people with properties. Mm -hmm. It'll yeah. be easier to go and say, Fred, you ain't did what you're going to do, man. I'm going to just pull out. You understand? Instead of you having somebody say, and, and a lot of people have adopted the same concept that the people around them uh, employ. You know, they just as bad. So you have to get people respectable like uh I'll show you a good example that I think was a good example. A. Brown came in and he provided food, clothing, shelter, uh, Dr. Jefferson on Nebraska. I saw these people, and uh, I only met one of them, but, and, and it was real, and they approached, and they did a great work. But then the whole system comes tumbling down on, on, on one, and I don't know about the other, but they, they come in there to crash the party. See, so we have to be uh, observant that if people don't care nothing about us or our people, and we have to make the best ways we can to support each other and stop looking at that negative eye that they poked on us. <laughs> that we not how you're not your brother's people. You are your brother. They they used to slave, rape, pillage. We all the same people. We might even be the same kin, and we just over here acting like we separate, <laughs> but we equal. We separate, but we equal. <laughs> it can't be like that. <laughs> it, it just can't work like that. And and, and the mold thing. Uh, they did my mom like that. It was insurance. That's why I really called because she lived and they had a, a hurricane and the waters came up to the floorboards. Right. And then when they used that as the ex ex exit uh, route. Uh, you know, it wasn't the, the mold. It was the water. And then you say, it was the what? It was, whoa, 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 Rebecca, they said it wasn't the mold. It was the water. Yeah. It did well, how the hell is the mold? <laughs> it, it, I mean, come on, no. man. Get, they Man, y'all gonna make me cross over here hey, uh, on Sunday morning, bro. On Easter. On Easter. She can't, she can't comprehend this. They write it and tell her this. And I said, Mama, the mold in itself is a danger. You can't stay there no more, then. Right. Mold growing in all over the house. And she continued to stay there till she passed. And they did never fix the mold. And they got out of it and she was paying insurance and all that. That's what I'm saying. Well, let's, Ron, thank you, man. I appreciate it, brother. Let, let, let me, because I, I want to, I got to hear from Alicia on Alicia. those things. Um, and we want we want to we want to get some some more voice because we got a bunch of people on these lines. Yeah, thank you, Ron. We appreciate you, man. Alicia, mm -hmm. did you hear this? I mean, like, yeah, okay. and it's true. It's even with my mom. Like I stated, my mom lived in Silver Oaks um, mm. until she passed away, and now I'm looking into things and doing some research. Uh, my mom passed away um, with cancer, and to find out that. Part of the reason her cancer um, was so rapid is because of the mold in the wall in her apartment. You know, I, I don't... Alicia, thank you. I don't know what else I can say. Dude, Mobili, 
Friday. Friday Friday is a critical point. The Friday Symposium, this Friday, the 22nd, please, y'all, 9 to 3. Environmental. Because the environment is also inside your house. Right? Come on, man. Yes. Stop thinking it's a, a daggum tree. Or, you know, <laughs> come on. Stop thinking like that, y'all. Stop. Stop. We, we, mm-hmm. we're, try, we're trying to resolve these issues right now, and we're giving the answers on Friday. We're giving some clear-cut answers. They may not be the answer, but we're giving answers. NAACP, please. Please, y'all, please. Wait, it sounds like Alicia. Yeah. Show up. We need these sororities. We need, we need the sororities. Bruhs, the cues, the bruhs, come on, man. Come See, on. I think it should, at this point, there should have been a truck pulled up every day in front of Civil Oak. With something, something. Right. If it diapers, you we have parents who can't, you know, like I say, making they have to choose from necessities and to buy cleaning supplies. Like those, no one should have to be making those choices. And I know we have we have families, we have women with children, but do we also have a lot of elderly living there? A lot of elderly. We even have single fathers. Um, um, Mm -hmm. my brother who lives over there who lost his son to gun violence. And every day he gets up to walk out the house, he has to look at the spot where his son was murdered, gunned down and ran over by a truck daily. No one's talking to those fathers. It's fathers over there that are, are trying to raise their kids as well, not just right. single moms. There's dads. But no one supports those fathers who have lost a child in gun violence. We hear a lot about... We're gonna go support the moms, the mom. What about the single fathers? Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Now, what about energy, energy issues, <laughs> energy burdens? I, I, we we talk about energy burdens as well. Like some people just can't pay the bill. I mean, it's uh, no. but because it's, it's so high. Right. It's oh, gotten the high. fees that they're being charged because the the last management, the last office manager they had wasn't completing paperwork in a timely manner. Um, so a lot of them owe. Oh, back fees or back rent. So now they're not working. They were working when they submitted their paperwork. Now they're not working. Now you want them to pay that back rent, and it's like three, four, five thousand dollars. And where wow. like, are they going to get that from? Yeah. So now you're trying to evict them, take them to court, charge them legal fees to someone we know <laughs> don't have it. And that's why when I say about the resources, the resources are out there. But no one's going to them to say, "Hey, well, let us help you." We have the our like the current elected officials can put resources in place. Okay. One mom says she owes four thousand dollars in back rent and legal fees when she took them to court when they were trying to evict her, and she won. But they still are trying to charge her all these fees. She won her case, but they're still trying to right. charge her fees because right. they're trying to bully her to get out. They, even though she won her case, they still want her gone because she's she's been a voice for her family and her kids. Is there somebody on the line right now? Yeah, we have another caller waiting to Call. join us. Go ahead, call. Call. Yeah, Uru. Uru, what's up, man? It's all good, man. How y'all doing? Oh man, I'm all right, brother. I'm all right. This brother Life Malcolm, attorney, attorney, brother Life Malcolm. Okay. <laughs> brother, brother Life is fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, brother. Hey, hey. After what you went through to get that thing, attorney Life Malcolm. How you doing, brother? <laughs> Makes us proud. Makes us feel proud as a people. Yes, sir. Again, man, I really appreciate the discussion. You know, the discussion has been very rich. So many things have been said. I, I, I would, you know, from the I've been tuned in almost from the beginning. I heard the sister, the old, kind of like an older woman who called in, talked about the brother who was, you know, had been enslaved, and then the white man said, you know, you have no. I forget how she phrased it. She ain't say it right though. But it sounded like she talked about the Dred Scott versus Stanford um, situation. Right, 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 right. Yeah, well. Where the judge said that you know no African had any rights that any white person was bound to respect, <clears throat> and I was really happy to hear you, Mabili, um, say the word colonialism and describing <laughs> what's going on. Oh yeah, this, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because the reality is the issue is not that uh, the white people don't look at us as citizens. The the fundamental issue is that you know most of us believe when I say us, I'm talking about African people. Uh, people think that like whatever you call yourself, but you're African. Um, you know, think that we are citizens. We don't understand that we are colonized, uh, you know, colonial stuff. We're citizens on paper, yeah. 
you know, yeah. just because of the Fourteenth Amendment, right? The Thirteenth Amendment, they they freed so called freed Africans, right? That were enslaved, and then with the Fourteenth Amendment, put the uh, put the citizenship chains on us. And some Africans are really stupid enough to believe that we are citizens and 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 try to be try to make the colonial situation better. And I'm not off topic here because this this is the fundamental issue. If this mold stuff, this low low income, absolutely stuff, all the consequence of the colonial mode of production. Amali used to tell the teachers us that the colonial mode of production, um, which was the, the genesis of, uh, of this, uh, this, this capitalism that's parasitic and turns men in, in, into beasts, you know, is, is, the, is the fundamental issue, no matter what the problem is, whether you're talking about the trees. I mean, you know, even the ocean changed because of colonialism, Africans jumping off the damn boat, you know, and the, and the sharks, you know, are, are they throwing, are them throwing, white people throwing Africans off the boat and the sharks start following the blood trail, you know, change the ecology. I mean, it's, it's colonialism and, uh, you know, the um, colonial mode of production that's the root of all this stuff um, that, that we talk about. And so, as I listen to you and, and Walter, you're right, you know, we have to organize. And I would say to any and everybody listening, you've tried everything. I don't even know you, but I know you have. You done tried uh, Jesus, Christianity, some of y'all in church right now, you're missing this uh, important discussion because of Easter. Um, you know, you tried uh, Islam, you tried Democratic Party, Republican, Independent Party, all this stuff. Try African internationalism. Mm-hmm. Try the African People's Socialist Party. Be a member. Be a member of your own party. You know, have your own African theory that tells, that informs you about your own African self. That removes you from being an object of history like, uh, 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 like the Dred Scott, uh, like people saw Dred Scott, and makes you a subject of history. You know, I, I just challenge people to try something different. You try everything else that ain't work. We're still talking about the same thing. And, you know, we, uh, I heard, you know, Walter, I think he was, who said that, you know, we have to know history, uh, 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 something else you said about history, but I was really happy to hear you say that we have to make history, too. And you might never say in those words, but we have to do something. We just right. know history, read history, be smart about That's history. Right. We have to do something ourselves. Not just vote for uh, whoever running against Rubio, but build our own damn candidate. Hello. Stand up. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Build our own candidate. Yeah, yeah, uh, support my campaign. <laughs> you know, that would be cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, okay, I, I talk a lot, but, um, I almost forgot we were on the radio. I was about to say something, man. Let me tell you, boy, you said some happy words there, boy. I like that. Yes, I sir. I just want to say, man, you know, in, in regards to the campaign, I, I do have this event coming up. Uh, you know, it's called Solo Mics. And it's more than just a spoken word event. You know, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make people happy. It's going to help us forget about our issues for, you know, a couple of hours. Uh, you know, it's going to be a really good time. It's at the Tampa Improv. You can go to solomikes.com and, and find out more information about it but the, the reality is I do these events in our community not just to give us a, a, a moment of respite and relaxation and entertainment intelligent entertainment but also be, you know to generate resources and, and, and so that we we can move uh, how we want to move the politics is economic I don't care what nobody says Tim Hamali used to tell the pieces of that and I ain't seen them be wrong yet you know at least not you know lately the African People's Social Party been around for 50 years and, the, and he's worked the theory over and over again he comes to the conclusion that you know the, the politics is economics so when you support it's not enough to just buy black it's, you have to buy black power because a lot mm. of these chicken eating printers that's in church right now getting your money going to take it to the white bank you know a lot of them chicken eating just hit that. you know smiling in the picture with Jane Castor who's been the worst thing that ever happened to African people since, since, I can, since I've been alive for sure and, and so it's not just enough to buy black you have to buy black power and so when you come to Solo Mike you, you know you're supporting black power and you know you know your money is going to work for you and um, yeah so you should come out and do that I'll be quiet now thank you so much for allowing me to share those things <laughs> hey man um, hey listen one more time about, about the event one more time about spell the event. out Solo Mike's because I'm not Getting it. It's S O U L. Oh, soul on mics. It's, it's a play on soul on ice. Soul on ice. Like, yeah, soul on ice. Like, okay. it's the previous book, but it's soul on mics. Oh, okay. Soulonmics.com. It's going to take you to an event right page where you can buy tickets and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be at the Tampa Improv on the 28th, Thursday, the 28th. And people can call me about it. 813 810 Three five eight two. 
Um, yeah, called me up. My name is Life Malcolm, Attorney Life Malcolm, as Walter was uh, right. you know, the man right. that day. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, 813-810-3582. Call me up, man. Let's get together on the 28th. Uh, support black power and, you know, just let's, let's do this stuff for ourselves. You know, we don't need, we don't need anybody else. We have everything we need in our communities. You know, we just got to raise it up and believe in, in our ability to, to change our future, to make history. That's right. That's right. Hey, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate the Uhuru, man. Uhuru. All right. Uhuru. My brother, African. Brother African. We, when we greet each other, that's what we say. What's up, brother African? What's up, brother African? That's how we greet each other, man. Speaking of which, I think today is African Bombada's birthday. Is it? I digress. <laughs> is it? Yeah. All right, all right. Let's see if we can Alicia, find did you hear out. that? Yeah. Alicia, did you hear that? I did. I'm, I'm actually looking to see what the pictures look like right now. <laughs> yeah, you got to go to that, man. You got to go to that. Yeah, so let, let's go to the next caller. Let's go to the next caller. All right. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Yes. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, good morning. Hey, Walter. Um, thanks for taking my call. And I just want to say a few things real quick. Um, it's, it, it seems like um, <clears throat> it seems like to me that we don't have a national leader. We, we don't have a figure out front. Like, like for instance, like, like if Barack Obama, I don't know who else to go to. Like if Barack Obama or Oprah was to step up and say something, like about the killings, about the mistreatment, like we, we don't have nobody on a national like level speaking, speaking for our, our voices. We, we just don't have, like for instance, when ML King was alive, we, we had a voice. When, you know, when, when Malcolm X was alive, it's, it's like we had a voice, like on a national level. Mm-hmm. Like, like, for instance, all this, all this killing and all these things that's going on towards black people. Like, you never hear Barack step up or say anything. Like, you, you never hear Oprah, like, say anything. They're talking about the, the climate change now, which, which is great. You know, I, I, I really don't care about climate. You know, I, I'm talking about us. And, and, and Walter, I heard you say something about the NAACP. Man, when you said that, a, a tear almost came to my eye. And, and, I, and I'm being honest, man, because that that organization was was, was established in, in the year 1908, and here we are in the year 2022. We don't even have a hospital, NAACP hospital, you know, right, right. in our country here. Right. And I mean, right. it's, I could go on and on, but could you imagine if we just had a hospital somewhere, like in Tampa? You know, the, Jew, the Jewish people got hospitals. They, 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 they got hospitals here and there. They got clinics all around. All out here in Wesley Chapel, they got these little clinics popping up. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Advent Health and just all these. But I don't understand why. Like, like for instance, when, when there's a tornado or something, and I tell my wife all the time, could you imagine if the NAACP had trucks, you know, that were going up to help people? Absolutely, yeah. mobilize and do that. Well, it doesn't have to be the NAACP. And, and let me be, you are you are so on target. But the, okay. let me but let me be clear about something, okay? Okay. We cannot. You said something there that I that 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 shows that that you you're unaware of of this particular aspect. The issue okay. of climate change is 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 affects us more than it affects anybody else. On you know anywhere in, in the United States, okay, or anywhere on the planet, really, but anywhere else. And one of the reasons that that's the case, I'm going to show you the connection, okay. When we when we talk about disasters, we're the ones that it hits the worst. We talk about COVID. Imagine imagine what would happen now. You get a disaster, a, a, a natural disaster that hits beyond the biological environmental disaster that hits. And we have something that's compounded that's worse than everything that, that we've ever experienced. You see, we have to be able to have the resilience built into our communities. If we do not have that, that resilience built into our community, that environmental resilience, understand sustainability. Sustainability is made up of three things, economics, environmental issues, and social issues. Those issues all culminate into that whole issue of the climate change that we are suffering from right now. The urban heat islands, our communities are the hottest anywhere. That's why we die the way that we die. Right, and I think the caller is, is 
is revealing something though. I think he's thinking about the more immediate problem. Right, right. And it's 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 important to deal with that. Exactly. And 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 but what I'm saying is that the immediate problem is in fact an environmental problem. Right. But and every day, in fact, and, and and that's why I'm saying it needs to be I'm a saying. holistic yeah, approach. Yeah, it needs to be a holistic approach to, to, to what that. we're doing. Exactly, we got to do that, brother. If we if we're if we're not talking about it, it's not it's not if it's not on the menu, dude. We're not going to eat it. So, Walter, what? what what I get what he was saying was because even with me, right, with some of those families, they're not worried about the environment because they worry about how they're going to sleep right now. Exactly. So, I get what he's saying. He's saying we need to focus on the right now. The fact that, you know, we have families living in these type of situations, then to ha- then help them understand how the environment affects them. Because no matter how much we throw the environment out there in front of them, if they're going home sleeping with rats and feces in their in their homes or ceilings falling in, everything you said is gonna be in the back of their minds and not in the front because now they still have to go home to these living situations. Right. Agreed. Agreed. I and agree that. Like he said about leadership, I agree with him. I totally agree with him. The least, we are as strong as our leader. We have, if we have organizations that we vote for presidents to be in, our vote for people to be in, and we vote for them because we expect them to do the things that we need them to do for us, so us as the community, us as the people don't have to worry about it. We have NAACP who has all these events. You know, we, you know, everybody show up with the best gowns on and, you know, the MLKs right. and, and donate all this money toward it. So where is that money going? I'm like, maybe I'm having, maybe have missed a scholarship or two. Uh, Cause I've, I've never seen it. Or maybe where, where happened to the youth group? They used to have a youth group. Where? I called and asked, okay, because maybe some of these kids and some folks will be part of the youth program at the NAACP since it's five minutes away from their homes now. They don't even have that anymore. So we have an a, organization that is getting money from everywhere, the city, the county, everywhere, um, and has an office from the school district and not doing anything for the people. But they are taking pictures with the mayors. They are showing up with where the elected officials are mm. for the photo ops. And that we are tired of the photo ops. We're tired of right, people right, taking right. pictures <laughs> of us, posting them like they've done something. Mm-hmm. Stop it. We are hey, not. Can I say one more thing if I'm, if I'm still on the air? Uh, sure, brother. Go, go ahead. Absolutely, Alicia. You're absolutely right. Um, uh, caller. Caller? Yes. Uh, yes. I mean, can I, can I say go, one more yeah, thing? Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to say this, and sometimes I go over this with my wife, and she she says it's far fetched, and I and I just say to her, could you imagine if Barack Obama or or Oprah Winfrey held a press conference and stepped up to the mic and said, I want every African American living in this country to send me ten dollars, and we're going to open up our first, we're going to open up our first bank or something. You you could take it from there. But yeah. as, as, I don't know how many black people here or African-American people are here in the United States. But I'm thinking if she was he, him or her was to go up and, and to the podium and say that because we have enough money to sustain ourselves. And, and, and we keep going and asking people. We vote somebody in the office and we keep trying to hold them accountable for things that's going on in our community. Yeah. It's impossible to do that. It's, and, it's, and it's unfair because the system. They cannot break the system. Walter, if you were to become the president of the United States next week, you would have us riding your back, talking about yeah. all the things that we want you to do here, we want you to do in our neighborhood. But it, it would be impossible for you to do. It, it, would, it would just be impossible for you to do because now you're on a different level. You, you're, you're on a different assignment now. But when we, we have we have our own people, like like I was saying, like if, if Oprah or, or Barack was to come up and say that, we can sustain our own self. We would have maybe like two or three billion dollars in the bank within one week. Yeah, we the local. Go, we can go to a community in Tampa. Yes. We can go to a community in Chicago, and, and in six more months, we could say we can we can come up to the podium again and say we want every black African American in this country to send ten dollars to here, 
and we can take that money and we can go to another community and we can go to another community and we can we can just do our own we can do our own thing and one more thing i wanted to say about the naacp could you imagine if we had a law firm like in chicago a building i'm not talking about somewhere where you go in somebody else's building and, and we got a room somewhere naacp on the on the door right, right. I'm, I'm talking about the building NAACP law law firm for the United States. So when when we see a black man being held down by by man, I can't even look at that. Yeah. Get shot in the yeah. back of the head while he's on the ground. Yeah, or, or just somebody walking. We can call Chicago to the law firm, like almost like um used to be that way. Uh, it used to be that way, but now. Things have changed, man. Listen, yeah. we, we got we got to wrap it up right yeah. now, man. And hey, man, thank you, brother. We appreciate your words. And folks who called in, man, listen, we want to thank you all who called in. If you couldn't get on the air, we are, we're sorry. But listen, Alicia Oates. Alicia Oates, everybody. Thank you, Alicia, for what you do. Awesome. Keep doing. We got your back. You understand? You know we got your back right here on the Sunday Forum. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Happy Easter to everybody out there. Uh, happy Easter, Mom. Happy Easter, my wife. Happy Easter to my sister, my aunt, and all those ladies out there, the gentlemen out there who, who've made a difference in my life and everybody else's life. Say happy Easter to those people you love the most, folks. As always, from our voice to the radio waves, from the hearts and the minds of the people, we love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it right here on the Sunday Forum. WMNF Tampa, Post Martin Who Nanny is next. Stay tuned for the headlines, National Public Radio News.